The four Gospels report a mysterious event that took place three days after our Lord's death. The character of the accounts is peculiar. They break off suddenly, cross-cut each other, contain concerns and contradictory elements that are not easily clarified. Something exceptional seems to need to be expressed. Something that explodes all hitherto forms of human experience. After our Lord's death, what do we see in the character? We see confusion, sorrow, fear, and hatred on some. And then there's this revelation. It's strange, you know, that the church never tried to reconcile all four Gospels into one account. In one clean little story. She wants each gospel to stand alone, which suggests to us that they are historically reliable. The church didn't try to doctor them. She left them as they were. But now something has happened that's never happened before, and no one knows how to respond to it, how to react to it. What do we see after the resurrection? We still see confusion. We see some joy, astonishment. Doubt, perhaps still fear, and in some cases just denial. It never happened. It's impossible. It's nonsense. Even though reason alone would suggest it, oddly enough, as being probable. That's the world in which we live, isn't it? Really. There are those who simply dismiss it as a very... Powerful story, but that's all. Because there is no other experience of it. We have no other experience of it. We can know it to be true and believe it because of the testimony. In today's gospel, for instance, each person's experience of the resurrection. I said on on Good Friday, there will be people here who are bored with this, bored with the crucifixion. They've heard it all. They're tired of it. Remember what that great theologian said. He said, more than anything else, contemplation of the passion summons us to kneel in the dust, to worship without looking at ourselves. It's difficult, isn't it, in our world? We are programmed to look at ourselves constantly. 
But with the passion, we said, we can't do that. No. We have to set our gaze on the image of the suffering Lord and what he is experiencing internally and externally. Today, everything's different, except the manner in which we do it. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Not the way Lazarus did, just to go back to the tomb eventually. This is the new resurrection. This is the resurrection. He is glorified, transformed, perfected in his human body, in his human nature. And so we will do the same thing. We will kneel in the dust and worship without looking at ourselves, just at him. And set our gaze solely on the image of the risen Lord and what he is, what's happening to him externally and internally. Everything is different now. You might say, well, no, it isn't. The world in which we live is no different than it was back then. There's still pain and sorrow, wars and hunger, rejection and hatred and all those things for which we are responsible, not God. But it isn't the same. Since the resurrection, everything is different. And we have to see things differently. We are all called to look differently at the world in which we live. Remember what Pope Benedict said? He said, come out. Come out of the dungeon. I did not create you to remain in prison forever. Come out of yourselves. Come out of your world of falsehood. Come into the truth. Come into real love. Now we might say, all right, I, I will believe. I will accept it. I will accept this historical event. But now, make it real for me. I don't want simply to have to read past events. I want something that will make that event real in my life, that will transform me, that will get me to stop looking at myself, to look at him and to look at the world around me. And of course we know what that is. He gave it to the apostles before he died. He gave them his body and his blood. The Eucharist is the risen Lord. This is the This is the only real experience we have of the resurrection in the flesh, is in the Eucharist. Everything else is beautiful. I can have thoughts and ideas, but that's all. Here he comes to us in the reality of his risen body and blood. When we celebrate Mass, his sacrifice becomes present to us. But he becomes present in the resurrection, risen from the dead. We look upon him. We see him, we contemplate him, and he comes to us to transform us into himself. At the end, come the resurrection of us all. Hopefully we too will have glorified bodies. But right now, he comes to us to begin that process. As long as we have the Eucharist, we can walk with him and towards him and be transformed by it. I always say this, The earth received only one wound, one.
was a mortal wound, the wound of an empty tomb. The world would never recover. The world cannot recover. The Lord has conquered. We are part of that victory, hopefully. But the word has not yet gotten out completely. That's our job. So today we come rejoicing in the ultimate victory. I would say this by way of conclusion. We need to leave our old selves behind and run towards the risen Lord. Run towards him without fear of where he's taking us and without looking back. Then everything becomes different. And we do it, as Monsignor Ronald Knox said, this our greetings still repeating, Alleluia.